Hello, welcome to Fat Fit Podcast. I'm going to do this because Peyton's shit. <laughs> um, so, me, Ryan, Peyton, and we've got uh, Nate here. So, one of our uh, mates, uh, mentor, works with both of us quite Tor- closely. Tour mentor. Tour mentor, yeah. <laughs> fucking wises up and that might, be, that might be more accurate. Um, some of you might recognise him from local area, local gyms. Probably one of the hardest trainers in the room, if not the... I think he'll argue with me on that one. <laughs> always, um, always the artist. Always. I'm going to let Nathan introduce himself. Some of you might know him as Notorious. I've had a few people walk up to me. Is, is that Notorious from off Instagram? So, Nate, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Nathan Robinson, um, like Ryan said, most people know me as Notorious IFBB from, from Instagram. Um, I've been training... God, going back to dark ages now. <laughs> show, show my age. Um, I've been training 14 years, um, and I've been I've been competing 11 years, 12 years, um, competitive bodybuilding. Um, I've over the years got a couple of British titles under my belt. Um, I last competed in 2017. Um, where I competed for the IFBB, um, some international shows. I competed in Barcelona, I competed in Marbella, and I competed in Poland, um, which the culmination of that was getting my IFBB Pro card um, at the end of the year. Um, the idea after that was take some time off and improve. Obviously, it's a, a massive jump up from being one of the very good amateurs to basically being the shittest pro because yeah. you're, you're like mm. starting so what, what's the sort of size difference or the like is it a size difference is it like a proportion difference um, I mean it, it all it massively varies from individual to individual um, there's there's guys um, there's a guy Sean Clarida who competes at about 180 pound um, maybe even slightly less than that um, and he's like top three top four in the world at, at the moment and then there's guys who are competing like in his weight class and then there's guys who are competing you know sort of like 300 pound mm. so there's massive you know like yeah. weight differentials you, you guys who are you know in in a lower a weight class but they're like literally half the size of some of the the bigger guys yeah. that are out there so we're talking competing. like actual bodybuilders now not guys that have been going to the gym for a year or two Get into bodybuilding. These are big boys. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking proper bodybuilding. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're talking guys that have you know been seriously training for, ten years, yeah, fifteen years, years, twenty years. You know, like it's it's not these guys who are at like the top level. They've not okay. done it overnight. Like I think a, a lot of people. I hate to bash Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Because I I do think there's a lot of positives, and I, I do I, I love it and I hate it. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people now that. Um, they, they look on Instagram and they basically see the finished result. Yeah. They think, I'm yeah. going to start training and I'm going to have this guy's diet plan and I'm going to take his supplements and I'm going to look like that. And then they're disheartened when in six months' time they, they don't <laughs> look yeah. like that, and, essentially. And, and it's like a, a consistency thing. So like consistently doing that same thing for 15 years is what's oh, led yeah. you together. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's guys that can't stick for two, three days. Yeah. Like guys going guys and girls so we've got we've got guys and girls competing in bodybuilding obviously a bit of equality there I like it big, no. big up the equality <laughs> <Yeah>. um, 2020 <laughs> so this is something that we discuss a lot um, guys and girls 
going from a year to training and it's not even consistent training why can't I be there and mm. when it comes down to it they need to be a bit more self-critical yeah so uh, I'd imagine for you so just just tell us how how often you um, check in with a coach or you get one of your friends to give an honest opinion not blowing smoke up your arse so I mean for for me um, I'll check in with my coach at least once a week um, I mean you've done my check-in pictures for me in the past in fact just the other day we did some when we trained um, so I'll send over my check-in pictures at least once a week if we've made some diet adjustments or train adjustments or you know any sort of slight variation then generally at that time I'll check in twice a week so I'll always do a, a Saturday and then if we've made some adjustments and we're paying a little bit closer attention then we'll generally do a Wednesday as well okay. um, other than that um, like you say with being with being critical there's no one more critical on my physique than than, you, <laughs> than, yeah, than yeah. me yeah. you know so I'm I'm always checking looking does this look the same does this look different um, I, I log my lifts and I log my workouts so I'm always looking you know progressively am I getting stronger on this am I getting stronger on that um, you know there's, there's ways that you can there's ways that you, you yeah. monitor your progress but yeah or, even to the point of being overly self-critical I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing no. I think if people are, are too complacent then they're not going to progress. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of issue we have now is people don't look at themselves in a critical way. Mm. It's like yeah, love themselves brilliant. too much, kind of. But yeah. That, but we've got a lot of like self confidence issues. But then, even though they've got those self confidence issues, they're not happy to to go away and like look at themselves. So just give us like two or three things that people that aren't in bodybuilding, from your bodybuilding experience, what can general public do? from a bodybuilder's perspective to like improve their health, well-being, physique, that sort of stuff? Um, first one, um, learn, read, watch videos, speak to people, look at the guys in the gym that look like they know what they're doing, that look like they've been there and, and done it themselves. When, when I first started, there was very little on the internet. You might have had, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia yeah. of Modern Bodybuilding, as far as a book or you know like anything like that, there was no coaches, there was no you know like gurus or no one on the internet mm. breaking it down and making it simple yeah. and you know like making it functional for the everyday person. Yeah. It was either like massively scientific or massively outdated. So then you'd you'd get the information from the people that were around you yeah. in, the, in the gym. You'd go and speak to the biggest guy in the gym and say how did you get to be the biggest guy <laughs> in the gym you know essentially you'd watch how they trained and you'd you'd speak to him and you know like you'd be doing certain exercises and you know like the the decent guys in the gym would come over and say oh you're not doing that quite right just you know move your elbow this yeah. way and, and keep this and contract like this and you know like they'd they'd help you by the same token there's some absolute fucking knobheads in the gym as well, <laughs> as well. i i remember and i've, I've told this story before but I remember when I first had the idea about competing and bearing in mind I, I went to the, the gym at 18 just turned 18 this is the same story I think <laughs> this and, is a belting uh, story this, and, is, um, this is a belting story I went to the gym at, <laughs> at, at just turned 18 
and I didn't want to be a bodybuilder. That was like the furthest yeah. thing from, from my mind. When I started the gym at 18, you know, going back to like early 2000s, um, bodybuilding wasn't cool. Training wasn't cool. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. There was, you know, nothing that, that made it like a cool thing to do. Yeah. When I started going to the gym and like I said to my mates, I'm going to the gym and I'm training, they were like, oh, it's gay. That's gay. What are you doing that Shit. for? All them blokes up in the gym, take the tops off. And, you know, like it was it was cool to go out and smash. You yeah, know, it, was, it, was, it was cool to go on Malbank on, on a Tuesday night. I don't think we're too far away from that. At the, at the uh, I think we're getting, getting close to the right direction of people being healthy and... You know, it's, which is, yeah, it's a, it's amazing, but... Still a long way off. Yeah, but, like, when, when I started, it Deep definitely wasn't a, yeah. wasn't a cool thing to do. Um, but, you know, I, I yeah. sort of persevered with it. I trained for 12 months, 18 months, and I'd say within the first 12 months, um, just altering my diet slightly. I trained hard. One thing that I've always done is, is trained hard because I enjoy my training, my diet, kill <laughs> yeah, or myself. <laughs> um, my diet wasn't always like a hundred percent spot on, but you know, at the time, being a nine stone, a yeah, that's it, yeah, nine stone, eighteen year old, I didn't need loads of protein. I didn't yeah. need a lot of supplements. You know, I was doing it totally natural. I was still at college, so I lifted things and I grew like a weed. And I'd say within twelve months, I was probably twenty pound heavier. Um, yeah. And then the, the guy whose gym I trained at, he saw, he, he saw the potential and he said, you thought about doing a bodybuilding show? And he kind of twisted my arm into, into doing it and, and competing. And there was a guy um, who shall remain, shall, <laughs> remain shall nameless. Nameless, yes. People know who it is. He was, he was actually a, a doorman in town and that's how I knew him. He, he trained and he was a big lump and he was a doorman in town. And I had a bar job at the time. I worked behind the bar and um, he'd, he'd obviously seen me in the gym and his girlfriend had seen me in the gym. Now this guy is like probably like mid forties, maybe something like that. So this guy's got like 25 years on me. You know, mm. I'm no threat to him. And his, and, his, and his, yeah. <laughs> and his girlfriend said, oh, you know, mm. Nathan's going to do a show. He's going to compete. And he was stood at the bar. He was pissed out of his head with a Jack Daniels or something. And he went, Oh, he'll never compete. He'll never do it. And I thought, yeah, yeah. I'll, I, you know, I'll game on. I will fucking <laughs> show you. Anyway, so obviously yeah. I, I did compete. I, I won my first show. I had, you know, quite a, quite a successful um, run as a junior. I was junior Mr. UK in my first year of competing. Um, and from there, I'd, um, I'd, I won the British a few years later. And I think it was maybe, maybe after I'd won my first British and I saw him at a show or I saw him somewhere where there was a lot of people around and he come over and spoke to me and he was like, oh, well done. You know, yeah. and I knew, and I always me. knew you'd do it. I knew you did yeah, it. Yeah, those people soon come around. And, and I pulled him up and I, and, and I said to him, I said, do you remember when you told me that I'd never compete? You yeah. said, his actual words were, he'll never compete as long as he's got an hole in his ass." And I said it to him. I looked him in the eye. And I said it to his fucking face. And he went, oh, no, that wasn't me. That, that must have been yeah. someone else. That wasn't me. And that always stayed with me that, you know, like, when, when you're starting out and people say shit, the best thing you can do is, is prove them wrong. Yeah. You, 
Stigma. You know. And sometimes it's not even like people you don't know. Sometimes it comes from within your friend groups. Yeah. Sometimes family members that like, oh, what, what are you doing that for? And a phrase I like a lot is misery loves company. So like people yeah. that are Absolute, going absolutely. chasing after stuff, yeah. don't be deterred by what people you know might say, what family members. And look out for those people that are in your corner when, you, when you're at your lowest. And yeah. I think yeah. that I'm obsessed yeah, with people that have, have failed and succeeded. Like yeah. Michael Jordan kicked off his high school basketball team. Like that, it really motivates me because then when you do get to that bottom point, you remember, I'll get there to the top. Yeah. And I sent you a video I'll, I'll, recently of The Rock. Yeah. That was so absolutely. motivating. Just absolutely. You know, that sort of idea. And there's, there's no one who's more on top of his game right now than, than The Rock. Yeah. You know, you talk about someone like you say that's that's been at that's been at oh, rock bottom. Yeah. You know, that that was the thing, wasn't it? That yeah, was the, the, the thing rock from rock bottom that's you know been at the top of his game consistently for twenty years at everything that he's done. You know, obviously he, he was American football player and he was at the top of his game in that. Then he went to pro wrestling and was at the top of his game in that. Probably one of the only people that can still go back could walk into. A wrestling ring and still be mm. at the top, yeah, at the top of his game. It, you know, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. not get you started on wrestling. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> <you smell. laughs> a, lot, a lot of those those guys. So Arnie, The Rock, yeah, like two great examples. Like, I think all of this starts from the the dedication, the work ethic that you get from the gym. Yeah, like those oh, guys started off lifting weights just as as nobodies lifting weights and like look at the careers that they've built and I think there's yeah there's so many people of, of our generation that and, and you're not too far off and you're not that old but so <laughs> many people of our generation that can look at that and go I'll go and get two three even if it's two three sessions in the gym just I'm, I'm yeah. gonna build a little bit of self-respect and a bit of self-confidence and a bit of discipline yeah I'm gonna stick to it and maybe 12 months go by and they look back and they go, I'm glad I stuck to that. that and that's what it is. It's, it's discipline. Mm. That, that's, that's what it is. It, it's consistency. That's what people, that's what they don't see. That it's, you know, doing something consistently. I remember years ago, there's a, a bodybuilding, I think he competes now, but over like the, like the, the 90s and early 2000s, he won everything. He's, British Championships, he's fucking wrote the book on it. Yeah. He's a guy from down south called Steve Avery. And he said, all bodybuilding is, is the, the man that can be uncomfortable for the longest. And that's that's yeah. all that's all it is. It's it's just consistently being uncomfortable. Yeah. It's consistently doing the things that other people don't want to do yeah. in order to, to look the way that, that you want to look. Yeah. And it's it isn't fun where you wanna put on six pound of muscle in your off season so you're literally force feeding every single meal meal after meal you know you're you're going into the gym and you're breaking yourself down and it's taking you four days to recover from your leg workout you know you don't want to take your girlfriend out shopping on a saturday because you've done legs the day before and you can hardly walk you know (laughs) you know you're dreading every trip to the toilet because you're doing the the death drop (laughs) onto the onto the seat do you know what i mean (laughs) and you're sitting on your phone for half an hour because you don't want to lift yourself up off it it's and then you know the the other side of it that you're starving yourself you you're force feeding yourself for six months of the year to get bigger and then you're flipping it on its head and you're starving yourself for six months of, of the year in order to to get in shape it's just consistently you know doing whatever it takes 
whatever whatever's necessary to get you to that point to be the that's, best that you can yeah, be. Super interesting how you put I, it like this that. Is, this is probably where we will not argue but disagree. I'm not I'm not a massive fan of let me finish. I'm not a massive no. fan. <laughs> I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a massive fan of bodybuilding. Let me finish. For a large, large majority of the population. Like, it is getting close to an eating disorder, like bodybuilding. So I think to yeah. put, so people are approaching it who've already got eating disorders because it's it's like a funnel yeah. of people that are attracted to bodybuilding that have eating disorders and they go down this funnel and really do develop an d- eating disorder. So I think it's something people have got to be careful with. I love bodybuilding to for the people that are in it, like mm. the people that I've met through the gym and yeah. training and bodybuilding. And I think it's a very, you've got to be the right person for it. And that's why I, I admire it so much. I, I'd say to, to anyone who's like thinking about getting into it or that is a, attracted to it, the first thing you've got to have such a, a healthy relationship with food yeah. and such a healthy relationship with your body image. Yeah. Because for, for me, it wasn't ever a case of, um, you know, like that I didn't like the way that I looked at a certain point or that I loved the way that I looked at a, at a certain point. For me, no matter where it was at the point of the year, so like the highest of my off season mm. where I get out of breath walking up the stairs or to the, you know, the, the height of competitive, which is lifting a British title on, on the stage but feeling like I'm absolutely dying inside. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't about the, the look or, you know, like the, everything. It is just the journey of getting there. Yeah. It's, for, for me, it's, it's the challenge. That's what it it's, should be about. It's being competitive that, that drives me. Mm. It's, the, it's the love of it. And yeah. if, you, if you haven't got that, then bodybuilding's totally the wrong thing for you. If you're doing it for Instagram and you're doing it for followers and you're doing it for likes it's totally the, the wrong thing because yeah, you might get the likes and you might get the followers and that's amazing if that's mm. what you want it for but, you, but you're never going to succeed and be lifting that British title Unless that first place everything. getting you know that, that result that, that yeah. you want because you've got to do that because you love it you know it's a lot of people can look good in a little pair of pants or some girl <laughs> Or some girl, you know, basically bending over, showing what she had for breakfast. That's going to get you a load of likes. It's not. It's it's not going to. It's it's not going to make you the best in the world at, yeah. at what yeah. you at what you want to do, you know. And it's it's each to their own. It's whatever you you want out of it. I was never bothered about social media. There was no yeah. social media when when I started. Like I say, BBMing back then, weren't you? Yeah, MSN, yeah. It, mate. It was before then. Yeah, that's, that, that was it on, on MSN. <laughs> Fancy be, bodybuilding tonight. Be, yeah. be right back. Right having back. me tea. All day. Oh, amazing. So, have you got cam? <laughs> yeah, but you were. Have you got so the cam? one thing that I wanted to sort of ask a question is: so how do you prepare yourself? Say you've got a show in twelve months' time. How, where do you start? Where what? Where do you? Where do you start? I mean realistically um from a competitive point of view my my off season and my goal setting for for the next competitive season starts as soon as i step off stage from from my last show whether whether i'm first place coming off with a medal around my neck 
or I'm last place, not getting a call out. I'm I'm coming off. You know, you you in, you enjoy the moment. You, you take the, the time to you know enjoy it with your family and your friends and and your coach and you you know you you enjoy that high. Yeah. But you know, like I can I can say hundred percent. I've you know done shows and come away. And as soon as you put the trophy down, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm looking back at the pictures and I'm thinking, I need to improve on this and I need yeah. to improve on this and I need to do this. And you know, realistically, it's starting from from the, the moment that I get on stage, the moment that it can enter my head about what I've got to improve on is is when when it starts. So, I mean, like, realistically, you can't say, all right, well, sure. I'm going to... Start dying now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's it. I, would, I, was, I was quite lucky in the fact that... So, as a junior, I, I competed. I, I won my first couple of shows and I qualified for the, the British finals that I, that I didn't do as a junior um i did i think i did the the mr universe as a junior and come nowhere was was totally outclassed and rightly so mm-hmm. you know i'd been training 18 months there was probably guys that had been training their years yeah um at, at that point and and then i competed the, the year after again just did like a couple of smaller shows and got a couple of trophies the the point where it really came sort of like serious for me was in 2009 I did I did the last possible show on the on the calendar which qualified me for the British in 2010 so I had I come off stage and I'd, I'd won my qualifier I'd got first place it was the first time I'd competed in a men's class so right. when when I was a junior it was 21 and under it's 23 and under now okay. so when I was a junior it was 21 and under so I I was yeah, probably 21, maybe 22. And I just beat guys who have been competing 10 years, 15, 20 years. What was that? Than and then, so my <clears> next <throat> goal then was, right, I've, I've got 11 months now until the British finals to, to improve. And I'd say that's when I started really taking it serious. I sort of, right. like, I got my head down and I really like worked towards having a goal. It wasn't necessarily like, no, I'm going to diet and I'm going to see how I look and I'm going to do, you know, do, do the show and see how I get on. It was that I thought, I'm at the point now where I want to be vying for, for a British title. I want to be, I don't just want to be the best on the day. I want to be the best in the fucking country. Yeah. Um, and that's what I went away and did. I, I went away and I'd, I'd had 11 months to, to work and from stage weight to stage weight, I was ten pound heavier from from being on stage in two thousand nine to being on stage in two thousand ten. Um, yeah, I was from from stage to stage ten pound heavier in eleven months, and I got there and I won the British. Every credit, every credit. <laughs> that is insane. I would have stepped off stage. That's eleven months of eating I've got. I am straight <laughs> to KFC. <laughs> but the the weight thing is is like quite an interesting one. <clears throat> So you you gained, you said ten pounds yeah. stage to stage. So obviously that is pure, pretty much pure yeah, muscle. Yeah, ten pounds lean tissue. Lean. Yeah, like a lot of guys gaining 30, 40 pounds in a few months. Yeah, like, you know I get fucking out. It's not happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, guys need to be more aware that they're gaining fat and muscle. Yeah, not, people aren't gaining pure muscle. So no, so when no. you went away and gained that muscle do you do a period of just one big gain do you do mini cuts what like how yeah does, so what does that 11 months look like so so back then 
it was it was just a case of get big and get heavy and get strong um, and and constantly be progressing I, I'd still the same sort of principle that, that I have now maybe not as as quite critical so like I wasn't logging anything okay. it was just you know I was pr- I'm pretty good I can remember what I did on the week before yeah. I remember what I maxed out on I remember that I got six reps with the 55 kilo dumbbells so I know that the next week if I'm going to go up to the 55s that I want to get seven reps or you know I, or I at least want to be hitting what I was doing the week before just just constantly progressing so but it was basically the same sort of principle I'd say back then I, I did used to probably get a little bit heavier a little bit softer than than I probably should have um, now I'm a little bit more mindful of um, of looking like a bodybuilder yeah, year round. Um, I'd say I tend to not go over maybe sort of like ten percent, eleven percent at the minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because it feels better, I feel healthier. I'm older, um, and even just like little injuries, the, the heavier you are. You know, like the the more it takes its toll on on your joints yeah. and your you know yeah. your respiratory. You, as you get a bit older, you, you are a bit more conscious of what's going on on the inside rather than just yeah. I want to look like a fucking tank. Yeah. You yeah. know that's that's what what it is. I'd say I've probably got maybe four or five years left doing this at a decent level before I, I step back and you know probably focus on on <laughs> not. Not being a sixty-year-old in, <laughs> in in a thirty-year-old body, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd say, a lot of people who, when they have finished bodybuilding, they're sort of broken. You know, like yeah. they're not really good for anything. I'd say by the time I get to, I'd say forty, I want to be taking a step back. I will still always train. I'll still always weight train. I'll still always eat right. I'll still, you know, mm. always look after myself. But I won't necessarily be wanting to walk around at 15 stone no you know i'll i'll be probably quite happy to walk around at 12 stone look fit and healthy mm. be strong well, be oh. <laughs> i wondered how long that would take there's a bin over there <laughs> go and fucking get in it get in that fucking bin don't swear at me <laughs> right? so two two things i want we'll come back to the injury i think that was quite an interesting one um we discussed supplementation and you've just said there a little bit about joints and that sort of stuff what are you taking on on the regular, in terms of uh, vitamins, minerals, stuff for your joints? Um, so I have like a like a multivitamin all in one. It's um, like multivitamin, antioxidant, fish oils, yeah. um, things like that. I do have um, like a, a joint supplement that's the same again, an all in one. I do have liver and kidney support, okay. um, obviously high intake of protein, um, chemicals, things like that, that, that I'm looking after myself on the inside. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't be without sleep aid as well. I think um, maybe training a little bit later on, having stimulants, pre-workouts, things like that. Sometimes my sleep pattern yeah. is, is well off. Mm. Um, I'd say over the, the past 12 months, I do have, um, I do have like a sleep stack. I do take ZMA and occasionally if I am really struggling like towards the end of the year last year I was working away a lot so yeah. I'd be doing like a week away working then a week back and a week away and a work back so I was living in hotel rooms or apartments or and my sleep was way off and I started using um, CBD 
to help me okay. to help me sleep as well, which was amazing. That's probably the, the best thing that I've used for. Um, yeah, really interesting. Then. Yeah. So are you telling me you take CBD and you haven't put one single discount code on your store? Swipe up now. Notorious CBD. You can Come do that. Me. I thought as soon as you bought it, they sent you a discount code that you have to put. No, on your it, store. it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't quite. No. It doesn't quite, quite work well. like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not really. I'm not really down for that. But, I'll, I'll, I'll promote a 10% okay. yeah, discount yeah. code for my 20% off. Stuff you believe in. Yeah. Yes, yeah. stuff that, yeah, stuff so you, that... So you are a sponsored athlete with Max, max Muscle? M- max Muscle, so yeah. So that's like all stuff you use in any way. So yeah. a company that you, you believe in. Yeah. Give them a little shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, coming back to... I just, Essentially there, I wanted the big guy to confirm what, I, what the little guy said on the last podcast. So all stuff that you're implementing that I'm saying vitamins yeah. fish oil you don't take creatine no no I don't we take creatine before, it's just for me I find it's never really never really done anything okay. for me um, I mean obviously obviously I am enhanced I, I do um, I do take anabolics um, so I'd say like my, um, my my resistance for going catabolic or it is yeah. probably more so than someone who's, who's trained naturally um, maybe if, if if I wasn't if I wasn't using, then I would I would yeah. use something like creatine. When I was training naturally, I'd, even then I'd, I'd use creatine, but I didn't see massive. Okay. I, I didn't see a, a massive here, benefit. I've not seen a massive benefit, but yeah, it's, it's something that's five quid for a bag. It's not doing any harm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come back to the injury. I think this is really interesting. Your speed of recovery. Just explain a little bit about not about how you got injured but the injury itself what uh, people that you've worked with so I know your brother is yeah my, my brother does my, does my physio work um, yeah just just explain a little bit of that for us um god when would it have been it's like July August sort of time um I had a quad tear um and it was the the, the quad tendon that sits behind the knee okay. um completely detached and the quad muscle sort of rolled up my leg. Yeah, lovely. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's one of them things, it's, you know, I'll squat 220 kilo all day for reps, yep. leg press 400 <laughs> kilo, you know, and like my leg training is, is pretty heavy, and it's the same as, as the rest of my training, and do that all day long, and it was just basically a freak accident. Um, let's say I fell over, yeah, was, was knocked still. over, um, and it's just a, an awkward landing on the knee, come to stand myself up, and my leg just just wouldn't work. Um, so I, I I sort of knew what it what it was. Obviously at the yeah, time I didn't. Idea. When you train in the gym and you get an injury, if there's a, a detachment or anything, you'll feel something mm. or generally you'll hear it. Um, like I know like the turkey leg out. Yeah, I, I've had like muscle tears go, and it's like um, like a strip of Velcro. It's like someone ripping, you know, like a velcro on your yeah. trainer it's like it's you know and it's loud and you, you know what's what's happened um so there was there's no no noise or i didn't feel anything because i was it's just an impact but i sort of knew i had it confirmed a week later and a day after i had it confirmed i went under and had it put back together I had it reattached so they said initially um so i had a, a hinge brace that 
at first had my leg totally straight yeah to, to protect it so that it could heal they said that i'd have the hinge brace on for 12 weeks okay. um and that every sort of two or three weeks they'd give me say like 20 degrees of movement on the leg or then go back another couple of weeks another 20 degrees and go back another until i could have full range of motion yeah. on on the leg and then I, once it was it was stable I could start walking without the brace and I remember when I'd done it I had the operation at first I was in I was in quite a lot of pain and I had four days off off the gym total rest sat in my house never feeling sorry for myself you know yeah. I, but thinking to myself think yeah think, thinking to myself how am I going to get yeah. the, you know around this how am I going to get back to doing what I love doing as quick as possible so I'd went on the internet I had a look I looked at recovery times I looked at things that could help me recover quicker um, and I mean basically I think anyone that wants to recover quicker will do it if you're quite happy to sit on your sofa for 12 weeks and not go to work and not go to the gym and just wait and have that degree of movement and pot around your house and feel sorry for yourself then that's great go ahead and do it when that doctor said to me, you've got that in you, you've got your leg in that for 12 weeks, I thought, I'm not having 12 weeks sure. in this. Not a chance am I having 12 weeks. Three months of my life, quarter of the year with a big daft brace on my leg, I was like, not a chance. So I had four days total bed rest. After that, I was like, this is enough. I'm going back to the gym and I'm training. So I went back, obviously just my upper body. I went back, I had my brace, I had my crutches. Luckily, I have some amazing fucking people around me. Obviously, we, 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 we did some training. <laughs> um, my training partners were amazing. They'd come pick me up, take me to the gym, pass me my weights, help me on and off the machines. You know, like I, I couldn't ask to, for a better group of people to, well, to, I, I to be around. the guys that are around you know that you would be doing exactly the same for them, oh, which is why your friend, like your group, and I think a lot of people should, will find that in the gym. Yeah, and, and that's a nice yeah, part of the gym that I quite enjoy mm. is you find people that will give you even, as much as you give them. Yeah, even even guys that, that I didn't know in the gym. You know, guys who you just sort of, all right, mate, you, you don't know them, you don't know the names, you, you don't know anything about them. And they were like, oh, let me move that out of the way for you. You know, do you want that pass in? You know, like, and it's, you, you couldn't ask to be, you know, surrounded. I know I, I have a moan about, people in the gym and you know yeah. like people who aren't working hard enough and, and everything else but when it comes down to it nice they all yeah we are all in there for the same reason we are all in there to, to improve and it's nice when you, you realize that we're all there for each other but we we do discuss this it's like what we say a lot of times is for like entertainment for bites yeah of course but yeah i think people should do what they want to do what they enjoy and you you agree with me on this like we take yeah. the piss out of crossfit like we've just done there but like even those guys if you enjoy crossfit do fucking crossfit if you enjoy bodybuilding do that and anything's got to be better than sitting sitting at, at home, sitting at home. Nothing, yeah. do you know what i mean with, yeah with a dominoes sat watching fucking love island or whatever it's my night ruined <laughs> 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 <That's awkward>. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what i mean like the, the amount of people that, that their lives is sat home watching trash fucking telly or, you know, on the phones yeah. all all night on Instagram, just looking at, at shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
It's nothing that's looking gonna, at you training like nothing that's <laughs> out. Like, I wish nothing, I could do that. <laughs> nothing that's, that's a, like a, a positive impact yeah, on, yeah. On, on lives. And there will be people. There'll be people that look and think, "Oh, I, I wish I could do that. I wish I had time to do that." They don't realise that my training is an hour a day. Yeah. It's how much? How training. much time do people waste? Do you know what I mean? Watching, yeah. watching absolute bollocks, Kardashians, Love Island. Do you know what I mean? On on the telly. Or scrolling through shit on the Instagram, or falling out with people on Facebook. Yeah. Do you know what? Like yeah. someone, someone said something on Facebook that they don't like, so they're they're having an argument. Yeah. You know. Again, that's my night ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Sat without my pizza and my love yeah. island, not on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think something. Like we say, something is better than nothing. Like find your sport, yeah. find your activity. Yeah, find we your we like to take the piss out of. Well, I say we. You like to take the piss out of people that are smaller than you because it's entertainment. You you do get I, interactions I, with the people that you want to be. I, I do it. I, I, I do it for. I, I do it for a bite. I do it because I'm a wind up. Yeah. Whether I weighed ninety five kilo or whether I weighed fifty five kilo, yeah. I would wind people. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd wind people up because that's what. That's what I like, you know. You, if you look at my Insta and you look at my captions, you know, like my my serious, my the serious part is the training. That's the bit. Yeah. In the gym is is the serious bit. On the stage is the serious bit. All the social media stuff. People take it too serious. They think that the fucking Gandhi, you know, putting putting up motivational, yeah, motiva- yeah mo- motivational <laughs> quotes and you know, like it all. I could probably, in fact, I might go on my phone. <laughs> I'm fine, lad. But no. I, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Um, but you know, like for for me, I, I can show that other side of my personality. Yeah. Like it's bodybuilding is what I do and it's what I love, but it doesn't define me. Yeah, it, it's not what I'm all about. I'm not one dimensional. I'm not just like I'm bodybuilding and that's what it is. You know, like I do like to have a laugh. I do like to go out with my mates. I do like to if I go to the gym, like I say. The training is a serious bit. Catch me two minutes after I've trained and I've caught my breath and I've not thrown up and I'm all right. You, you can have a laugh and a joke, yeah. you, you know, you're in the reception got, yeah, and you're there. It's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than gym banter. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing better than Agreed. having a crack with with your lads. Do you know what I mean? And the the banter in the gym is the best fucking thing ever. Depends on who you're speaking to, though, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Um, any names? <laughs> no, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> Do you want to ask next well, question? Sort of an interesting question that I want to ask and maybe viewers want to sort of hear is obviously there's, t- there's two types of I want to say there's two types of training but you've got on season off season so what do you, what do your training plans what do your days what, what do they consist of so well, let's start with off season so what does your training look like in, in off season? Yeah, my, my training doesn't differentiate massively in in my off season or when I'm getting ready for a, for a show um, I, I still train with progressive overload that's basically how how I train so I'll maybe do like a couple of feeler sets maybe like 10 to 12 reps just to get a feel range of motion the things that, that I'm doing how the weights feel and then maybe one or two sets that's like all out so yeah. I'll be looking at like six to eight reps um, and, and looking to go to failure on, on them top sets and and that goes for every muscle group I'll mm. do that maybe like three or four exercises 
Um, maybe on my last couple of, of exercises, my last couple of movements, I'll do a back offset. So I'll, I'll go heavier um, and and max out. I'll go like, give it everything. Yeah. And then the set after, pull back a little bit, maybe go at like 80%. Yeah. Um, just as a, as a way to, to stimulate. And I'll train pretty much the same as that all the way through through my tra- through my, my training cycle, getting ready for a show. For as long as I can, I will lift as heavy as I can. For, for me, I'd say I only really suffer. And when I say suffer, I mean on the bones of my ass. I only really suffer the last three or four weeks of my prep. The rest of the time, my training intensity is the same. Yeah. Most of my weights, gradually my weights will start decreasing slightly. Um, I'd say... To be expected with losing weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah energy levels are, are, are lower. I'd say the last time that, that I've... The last time that I prepped, the lowest I went um, to to press in, I think was the forty fives, um, and that was, you know, pretty much, you know, like fe- feeling feeling dead walking <laughs> to the, the gym. Still I still do it. I still I still do a top set. I still do a top set with with forty fives. But then you're talking, you know, like in in the height of my off season, I'll be tr- I'll be pressing sixties. 62 and a half yeah you know like I'll, I'll be i'll be working up to that so you're still talking like a 15 kilo drop yeah. so you know it's like 25 percent weight decrease mm. so my my top set my absolute max is probably the same as my back off right at the end of a prep super interesting but so that's not that's not 62.5 kilo dumbbells halfway down the oh, full no. proper reps, like guys yeah. chase weight too much. Guys and girls, let's let's not be sexy. Yeah, they chase weight too much, and don't chase progressive overload. Mm, yeah. Like that, that is those fourteen years of experience you're saying has taken you yeah, to get course. to that. Yeah, yeah. You, after two three years, you're not getting in the lifting sixty two point five with full range of motion. No. Con- good control. No. Nice eccentrics. Um, while we're talking about eccentrics, one of the things that. I like about when we train is you force the last rep to be the best. Oh yeah, the, always the, the best the, control. Yeah, the, the the last rep should be as good as the first, if not if not better. Not the crisp, you know, like that's that's the beauty of having someone there to train with. You know, I'm I'm lucky to train to pretty much always have someone to to train with. Yeah. If if my training partner lets me down, there's a few people I can always say. You know, yeah, do you want to come and jump in? And mm-hmm. you know, luckily, they do enjoy training with me. They they know they're going to get a good session, so they'll always they'll always be able to jump in. And that's the beauty of it is that when when you're on them top sets, when you're absolutely you know like dying at, at the top of that rep, you've got them last sort of like three or four inches to to make. And all you all you need is that. Yep. All you need is someone to you know yeah. give you them. Sometimes just them, the, them the fingertips. Them that's that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Some, sometimes all it is is just knowing there's someone there doing it. That they're not even touching it because you know that they're there. You know, and you're not going to drop a dumbbell on your head, or you're not yeah. going to come all the way back and rip your peck off. You know, just knowing that they're there is enough to, to get that mm. that last rep out. No. <laughs> the one, the other, one, other sort of last question, the interesting question that I wanted to ask was when you're leading up to sort of show. What, what does your day look like? Let's say you get out of bed in the morning at five, six o'clock. What does that look like? So 
how do you sort of get yourself into that routine? Coffee pictures first thing. <laughs> Coffee stories. <laughs> that's only that's only been after you've listen. taken that the no, spoon and the cheese. It's kind of funny because I, I can actually set my my clock to that. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing when that post goes up. I've set my time to it now. It's generally ten <laughs> yeah. past quarter. If past I open seven. that phone and see that is, I know I'm either running late for work or I'm early. The, the, <laughs> the, the best bit is that, and I've had this is so funny. The best bit is if I'm like a little bit like later with yeah, with my coffee right. pitcher in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Say it's so normally it goes on about ten past quarter past. If it's got to half past and there's been like no coffee pitcher, I'll have people in my DMs <laughs> saying no morning coffee this morning. Yeah. You know, oh, like and the, that almost like forces me to accountability. Yeah, yeah. You, you're accountable to the these old. people who are like, oh, no coffee this morning. So get myself up on time to have my coffee. Have it just so I can have my picture, yeah. and then it sets me up for for Amazing. the day. So, uh, leading up to, to, I keep saying show season. So, um, did you do the cardio in the morning, and then sort of go to work, go back, do the gym, go back, do the? So, how, what was your day look like? What did it look like? So, it generally be start at five thirty a.m. I'd be in the gym for for six o'clock, and it'd be sixty minutes stairmaster level ten, and it'd be it'd be 1200 calories before breakfast every every morning so well you would not, eat or you would train 12,000 calories no so I, I would burn oh, I'd right. burn 1200 uh, okay. calories before, be- you've eat, before eaten. I've, I've even eaten yeah so that'd be the, the start of my day it'd be back home breakfast my meals would be prepped from the night before and it was go to work start work at 8 o'clock then I'd finish 5pm straight to the gym do my resistance training and 20 minutes cardio post-workout after my resistance back home a couple hours at home prepping my food having to sit down watch the telly you know whatever and then it'd be back to the gym at 9 p.m to do my last 40 minutes cardio to get back home have my, my last meal at 10 o'clock and then to bed and, and that's that's how my day was um, I'd, I'd say that that's as extreme as it yeah, got. So it, so it was like probably three, three and a half hours of activity through the day. So that's include that's my cardio session AM, my my resistance and my cardio session PM is like the height of what it was, and that was probably the last six weeks of my prep. Mm. That's um, what it takes to become a professional. And that was that was getting ready for for my first show. Bearing in mind, I did three shows that year, so. I did that, so six weeks doing that, did my first show, had a couple of months where I could pull back, mm. take the cardio down a little bit, yeah. diet still stayed on point, Ob- obviously I couldn't get too out of shape because yeah. I had about three months until my second show, and then again it started up, so then I'd have another six week block of doing this, Yeah. and then I did, I did my second show, my third show was maybe like two or three weeks after that, so essentially I had four months of through the year through the year a third of my year was was that routine up at 5 30 bed at 10 three and a half hours activity yeah. that is mm. it. and that's the stuff that people do not see on social yeah. media yeah that's that yeah that's that's the, the thing 60 they minutes. yeah can't, they can't show that in the story no 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 not, not at all that's the the bit that they don't see and, and they don't realize i think that's what a lot of people you know they see four four percent body fat on stage yeah. they see that end result and they think it's chicken and broccoli and 
training. Test propionate and anabar. Yeah. That, that, that's what. That's <laughs> essentially that's what they that's what they think it is. They they think it's they think it's you know chicken and no carbs. Yeah. They think it's training. Mm. They think it's gear and fat burners, and yeah. that's that's what they going think. Going on it a is. bender once a month yeah. instead of going on once every weekend. It's mm. it's not. No, no, <laughs> not not at all. It's, I remember it was maybe a few weeks out. I don't know when when it was. It might, it might have even been after my show when I'd had a couple weeks off my diet. So I was looking well. I was still in shape, but looking, you know, quite nice and full. Mm. And um, some guy come in the gym and he said, "What have I got to do to to look like you?" He said, "You you tell me what to do. You tell me what to eat. You tell me what to train. You tell me what to say. I will do anything that you tell me what what to do. Whatever whatever you say, I'll do it." He says, "How long has it got you to look like that? About three or four months." <laughs> And I was like, at that moment, I was like, bro, are you for real? I was like, I've been training 14 years, mate. And it, like the look on his face, he, he's thinking you can yeah. look like this after three or four months. Bearing in mind, this, in yeah, this, this guy looked like somebody's dad that got lost on the way to the pub. Do you know what I mean? Like, Falling through the door. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's, he's, it's not like he was starting from, you know, like an, an athletic standpoint yeah. or, you know, he probably had at least 12 months work before he was at a starting point never mm. never mind you know like getting to the the, the stage of a british champion bodybuilder yeah and he's like what three or four months and I, honestly That's i thought you're getting smacked in it go into a gym and just keep asking people how long they've been training for and then say three or four months and yeah you're gonna get a smack around four or five fourth or fifth person aren't you? yeah <laughs> i remember there's when when i'm at like the the end of, of my prep i'm not a very nice person i'm a little bit snappy i'm a little bit tired and irritable i'm not enjoying my training you know i'm i'm on fuck all carbs so i'm not getting a pump yeah. you know like it's not it's not a nice experience to go and train so i tend to just hoodie on stay covered up earphones in you know and just and yeah just just get on the training get it done and, and get out mm. and um i remember that I, was, I can't remember what i was doing maybe like maybe like a, a pull-in on the cables, like doing some lat activation, you know, something, not like a mega, like, you know, complicated movement, just something, just pushing a bit of blood in there. I was probably about two weeks out from a show. I wasn't doing anything crazy. And I was, I was doing it, and this guy come over and, like, sort of, like, you know, sort of, like, tapped and waved. And I was training, I just, like, pointed at my earphones, like, I can't hear you. And then he still stood there, and he went like this. As if to be, like... Take your earphones. <laughs> I was like, "Is this guy for real?" <laughs> so I just I pulled one to one side. I said, "Are you all right, mate?" He said, "What's that doing there? Is that like for for your back or your triceps?" So I said, "Yeah, so just just for my back. I'm just getting warmed up." And he went, "Not going very heavy, are you?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Bro, oh. if I didn't want to kill you before, yeah. you better start I've got running." Sixty minutes of cardio. Because I've um, got boxing gloves yeah, in the car. Because I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. I just said no. I said you jump on next and show yeah. me how to do it if you well, want. But that mate. is yeah. the sort of thing that you would love. Like if you saw that at the gym now, you'd be absolutely hitting oh, yourself at the back. I'd, yeah, you'd find in, that hilarious. In my off seat, I'd be That's falling over. Humor. I'd be falling over laughing. You know, I'd I'd absolutely love it. But yeah, when yeah. when you <laughs> half, when you're half dead, because you are you are getting close to the point of starving yourself. Oh yeah, not far off. Yeah, absolutely. When you when you're that far into a deficit. Yeah, absolutely. So my last question is before I'm going to go for a wee and leave you two to it. What was your 
body fat percentage when you were at your peak? Um, can't actually measure body fat percentage without cutting yourself yeah, open. Well, we, get, we get rough estimations, yeah, don't we? So you I'd, can I'd say, guess. you know, probably like three or four percent, something, something like that. Yeah, it's it's going to be ridiculous. Let's have a look. It's going to be ridiculous. Just in case, well, just in case anyone doesn't follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, why the oh, fuck don't? There we go. Um, <laughs> Plug. Hang on. Let's have a look. So. Me at gotta be careful at my leanest. <laughs> yeah, don't swipe. <laughs> so for those that are are, are watching, just describe <laughs> um your physique. Describe it. Yeah. Um because a lot of people are going to be listening to this not very never seen what you've just very round and <laughs> bubbly and um like a bit va- like very vascular yeah um lots of vein yeah yeah like like a like a porn star's dick you know <laughs> like, like really really big and round the title of this podcast <laughs> yeah. so there you go that, that sums it up really big and round and full of veins <laughs> and very orange that's that's exactly the answer that we wanted with, with, a, with a good pout <laughs> fantastic but the, but the the thing that interests me is like you're dieting on the inside and you've got to smile you've got to look like you are enjoying yourself and inside yeah. you're like I want fucking pizza I want to go off this stage I mean to to be honest when I'm when I'm on stage no matter how shit I feel backstage or when when I get on there I do love it like that's that's what it's all for you know you you do a 20 week prep you have 20 weeks of hell for maybe 20 minutes on yeah. stage of, of that's the that's the good stuff that's where it's like you you look at me and I show you what I've worked towards I show you how I've improved over the past 12 months all those hours of I'll, yeah yeah I'll, I'll show you why it's worth me doing all that mm. to, to stand here in front of you and, and show you and my why my determination is better than the man stood next to me yeah yeah absolutely you know it's and and that's what it is it essentially you know, it's it is that that alpha male thing of I I'm stronger. I'm physically stronger. I'm mentally stronger. I will do more than the person standing yeah. standing next yeah, to me. To I I hundred percent say there's there's people out there who are more genetically gifted than 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 what than what I am, and that I should have never beat on stage. Hundred percent. I I should have never beat them, but they didn't want it yeah. as much as I wanted it. They, they didn't work as hard as I was willing to work. They didn't sacrifice what I was willing to, to sacrifice, you know, and and ultimately, it, that's what it come down to Sometimes on, on the day. Sometimes sacrifice what you, what yeah, you sacrifice, oh, like yeah. just physically hadn't got it in them. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, I, I've always been in the position where, I mean, not, not lucky, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I, in, as far as it comes for, for, bodybuilding purposes um fortunate in the way that i don't have a family to look after i don't have kids to provide for um you know and and that's what it's it's come down to that when it comes down to that that 20 weeks i i can be a selfish prick 
and I can put myself Got first. And you know, and that's all that really matters. So g- genetics, you there mentioned just a little bit. I think that's a very interesting topic to discuss. We've discussed this a lot. Um, and a nice analogy I like to use is you're worried about becoming a 10 out of 10 when you're currently a, th- a 3 out of 10 yeah. in terms of health, physique, whatever. Your potential might be an 8 out of 10. Is like where you can reach. Yeah. Are you going to bitch and moan about you can't get to a 10 out of 10 when you're currently a 3 out of 10? You've got a, you've got a whole 5 of potential there that you can work on. Yeah. Maybe complain about it when you get to your 8 out of 10. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean... Yeah, but then it's... Your eight out of ten compared to someone else's ten out of ten is still your ten out of ten. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? By by the same token of people, you know, who's going back to the guy, you know, who's saying, "How long does it take me to look like you?" Three or four months. Like he's he's comparing his step one to my step five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's what he's doing. I think. Again, going back to your, your Instagram and your social media and your um, like reality TV and and things like that, all these like young guys and young girls that are that are watching it, you know, there's I've seen something the other day is some some kid that's on Love Island. He's like 23 years old, and he he looks like a 30 year old. Do you know what I mean? Like circus strongman. He yeah. looks absolutely unreal. He's got like muscles on muscles. And he's in Love Island, you know. That's probably why he's on there because he's like a one yeah. in one in three. Yeah, do you know what I mean, he's, he's just genetic. like some. He's looked. He's won yeah, the genetic, absolutely. Yeah, some absolutely. He'd probably look like that if his training was slinging bins on the back of a lorry. Like do you know Brock what I mean? Lesnar. Brock Lesnar when he was yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Looks better than most guys are ever going to look in their entire lives. Yeah. Just throwing bales of hay about. Brock Lesnar's hundred percent been on gear since he was 15 as well <laughs> <laughs> out of wounds straight on it breastfed it <laughs> that's the d yeah um, you know it's, but I think that's what young people are seeing now and that's what they're comparing themselves to you know like alright so at, at 23 I was at 23 I was best in the country at, at what I was doing but going back to that I was working like I was best in the yeah, country yeah. At, at what I was doing. You know, I had a solid couple of years where it was everything going into it. I missed birthdays. I missed Christmas days. You know, I missed like you friends. you still train on Christmas day now? Yeah. Like this Christmas day, you were, you were in the gym. This, this Christmas day, I drove two hours to Rotherham to train, trained for a couple of hours and drove two hours back and had my Christmas dinner on my own in my dining room with my family sat in the front room watching TV. You know, like that's that that was that was what it but was. Then I'm sure that the gym was full of guys that you either knew or were similar to you and the, that it's like The atmosphere in the gym was absolutely awesome. You know, everyone went there. There was probably hundred over hundred people in, in the gym, all training, everyone, you know, having a good laugh, happy Christmas. I realistically maybe five six years since i've not trained on christmas day that's just how it's just how it's fell that it, it was a training day push and, day. and people day, push day. <laughs> yeah and, pe- and people have said do you want to train on christmas day I, I trained last christmas with ryan and rowie on on christmas day 
the Christmas day before that, I can't remember who was there, but you, you all kind of get involved, you know, with, mm. with each other. I remember one Christmas, we people were training different things and it ended up, there was about 10 of us just having, just doing deadlifts all together. Everyone kind of like joined in together and it was like, you had like a little mini deadlift competition between the people that were there, you know, and it's like, that's what it is. You, you're spending, you know, obviously it's Christmas, it's about family and, and friends, but my Those friends, gym my, my friends are the people in the gym, you know, mm. like they, they become your family. I, I probably see, you know, you guys and my training partners and the, the, the people at the gym, I probably see them more, certainly more than I see my brothers and sisters, you know, because we all yeah. live in yeah. different places. Yeah. You know, my sister's fucking thousands of miles away. She's in America. But, you know, like, we're all busy. We have mm. we have jobs. We have, you know... Yeah, it's not through, like, you're not seeing each other because yeah, you don't like each other. Yeah, you know, but you, you end up, you know, seeing... You do become great friends. Like, yeah, of the, course. The holes that you've dug me out of this year is, like, ridiculous and... There's, I know there's a lot of other people that you've like pulled out of shit situations and like when we come back to the injury again those guys are there when you need them exactly exactly. It does be, you do become quite good friends and I think the main thing people should take away from this and from listening to your dedication and what you've achieved is unless you are willing to put that work in don't expect to get those results yeah like I I don't come and train with you and be like oh, I'm going to look like Nathan in the next 12 months I go and I'm like I'm going to better myself yeah, I know where my limits are roughly. I know where I'm going to get to, and it's probably not going to be well. It's definitely not going to be on a bodybuilding stage, but I know that I can get to my seven, eight out of ten. Exactly. Yeah, which which again is your is your ten out of ten. Yeah. It's you know like like we all say, you know you you're just trying to be the best version of of, of you yeah. that you, that you can be, and and that's what it's all oh. about. Do you want to take a little break? Come back to it and do questions after. We'll put yeah. it there.